0: Good morning, good afternoon, welcome to the Cone Zone. We're the Cones, Grant and Lowell. Uh, title of the show is the MVPs of the Niners. There's not much to talk about in terms of the upcoming opponent because it's the Cardinals, but we want to we step back, look big picture, do a couple hypotheticals even though we said we wouldn't. Um, but first, we need to start the show talking about poor DeMar Hamlin. Uh, he is still in critical condition. He collapsed on the field last night. It was the most disturbing thing I've ever seen in a football game. Dad, what did uh, you think of what happened to Demar? Well, I'm gonna. I'm
1: still coughing a lot. I'm gonna go a little soft today. I was watching. I was home alone, and I was watching. And when he went down, I started to cry. Um. I I just felt, and here's the thing, Iggy. I never had heard of him. Yeah. I never. I didn't know who he was, but the way he went down, it was so stark tragic. And I want, a lot of you know that Iggy and I have endured a tragedy last year. My wife, Iggy's mom died. And this poor boy is intubated and my wife was intubated and wasn't able to get past it. And it brought up all those feelings in me. And, and, And I wrote a tweet saying that I felt so sorry and I was on the verge of tears. If you feel the same way, tell me and why and what I meant was I'm trying to make sense of my own feelings my Mm. feelings are all over the place these days Um, and I wanted to give people a chance to express what they felt some people thought I was being insensitive I hope I wasn't Uh, my heart goes out to that young man and his family Um, and I do want to say there was a report they told the players to go out on the
0: field and play in five minutes I don't know that that was accurate. Troy Vincent, who's with the league, said that that's not true. So I don't know. I hope not. I hope not. Because, you know,
1: that was not a time for fun and games. It was a time for grief and reverence, for reverence for life. And uh, I was very touched, very touched (laughs) by how the players acted. They were so serious. And the coaches embraced, the Uh opposing coaches, opposing quarterbacks embraced meaning this is, a, <coughs> I'm sorry, people, <coughs> meaning this is serious. We we don't want to play a game
0: tonight. Thank God. Thank God. What did you think, Iggy? Well, I had a different experience because I didn't watch the game. Um, my wife made dinner, and it was done right around 6. So I was going to watch the second half. And what happened was, I wanted to put a tweet out about one of the topics that we're talking about today, Russell Wilson, and how the, how he kind of – so I, I put out a tweet, I guess maybe 10 minutes after it happened, not knowing that it happened, saying, you know, the Niners have lost to Russell Wilson, and I put my phone down after the tweet, don't look at it, have dinner. Half hour later, I like you know things are winding down. I pick up my phone to, to sneak a look at it, and just a lot of people are like, "What the hell are you talking about?" You know, "Go screw yourself." What, what? I was like, "Whoa, what's what happened?" So then I figured out what oh, happened, boy. and then I was like, "Oh my god, I have to go back and retroactively watch someone." I mean, it was it was I mean it was more traumatic if you watched it live, but it was tough to like go searching for the video and then watch it, yeah. and then have the emotions after the fact and. Um, yeah, it was really disturbing. Uh, I don't like watching injuries at all. Just the way he stood up and went back down was yeah. really, really upsetting. Yeah, I've never seen yeah. anything like that. Yeah, it was, yeah. I still, I think the whole football watching world is really, really upset, shaken up right now.
1: And, and the other thing it reminds us is a lot of times everybody, fans, reporters, you and I, are um, insensitive. And we got to remind ourselves that these are young men. Yeah. They have a mommy. They have yeah. siblings. They have best friends. They have girlfriends. Yeah. And um, there's a lot at stake for them, especially in football. And they're also just like us. Yeah. They're just like us. Yeah. In ways they aren't like us, but in a lot of ways they're just like us. And 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 that moment brought it all home. And, you know, it's funny. Um you could look at life two ways. You could look at it as comic, because life is comic, or tragic. In my old age, I look at it as tragic. A lot of my right. friends are dying. My wife died. Um, I'm going to die, and I looked at that at that young man lying there, and I I was crying. Uh, I, tragedy has taken over for me. I think, finally, the final word is it's a tragic experience.
0: It Love is. it while you can. You know, the comedies um, in, you know, comic plays typically end with a marriage, right? Right. Well, that's not the end of life.
1: No. The no. end of life
0: is the end with the death.
1: Right. Now, so. I, I hope this young man doesn't die. He has a, he's breathing through a tube, which means he's not breathing on his own. I, we went through this with mom, and it's so hard to look at, yeah. and you, and it's a, it's it's really a boundary. Can they get off the tube? And and mom couldn't. And I just pray that this young man can. And I know his mom is there with him in the in the hospital. And I know my heart goes out to you, mom. I I know how you must be
0: feeling. God knows, I sat at a bed like that for a long time. Yeah, and for people watching, we don't know what the we don't really know what the injury is. Uh, there's a lot of speculation online, but we haven't been told what the injury is. And right, I don't know his his update. His status right now Other than I think he's still In critical condition So We'll find out And this is really Going to hang over The whole league I mean this is I don't No one's going to be Talking about the games As much this this weekend This is This is a huge thing That's happened to the league Um, It just is It's huge I mean I feel like This has happened before In other sports And maybe uh, Like boxing fans are, Are I've experienced this before But football This feels like At least for my generation Totally new
1: Yeah I've dealt with it in boxing. Um, You know, there's going to be people come out and say that they should ban football. That's a whole other discussion. Uh, Already the the far left New York Times had a columnist today saying he's not going to watch football anymore. Um, Good. Don't watch football anymore. I like football. I I, I don't. I'm so sorry that this happened, but I'm not sure that means we shouldn't play football anymore. Um, that's a very, very big question. Um, yeah,
0: it's possible that this injury was not necessarily something inherent to football, but something fluky like, uh, I think this happened, something like this happened to Chris Pronger, the, the, the hockey player, he got hit in the chest by a, uh, a hockey puck and they had to do CPR on the ice for him. I mean, it's, I think it's happened to lacrosse players as well. It may have happened yeah. to baseball players. So it may be one of those things. I don't know. We yeah. don't know what the injury is yet. Yeah. We need to learn more, but, but. Yeah. I always, and, and we'll
1: get off this, I live in my world, it's a world of free choice. And these are intelligent young men who freely choose to pursue this
0: business. And it's not for me to say they can't do it. No, but it was for you to say that I couldn't do it. And I didn't. That's right. And I, probab- and I probably would make the same decision for my son. If for that's her. right. I yeah, can't tell. Young men who are really
1: gifted and want to, and want to do this for the competition and the money, not to do it. But when it, I have to admit, when Iggy came and said he wanted to play football at Bishop O'Dowd High School, there was
0: no question in my mind that he was not gonna
1: baseball. And the fact that American I didn't field.
0: fight, the fact that I didn't fight you on it, probably indicated that I didn't want to play football. That's right. You you, know? you came to me for me to say no. I think that's true. I think the people who play football most of the time, like again, it's a calling. It's something they have to do, and maybe. If you had a, a son like that, you wouldn't... Uh, like, for example, when I went out to dinner with uh, Brandon Ayuk's mom, she's a nurse. She's she's in the whole... I mean, she understands what's at risk for Brandon, and she kind of said, like, you know, I, if it was all the same, I wouldn't want him to play, but he's so good, I wouldn't want him to get in the way. He always knew he was going to be in the NFL, and I, and uh, of course, I'm happy for him, but she understood the conflict there, and that's tough. I can understand it. It's tough. So she has the conflict yeah, I mean, I think, I don't want to tell too much about our conversation, but there was that time last year when Brandon wasn't playing much because he was in the doghouse or whatever, and she was saying, you know, first of all, it's ridiculous. I, I, whatever he is supposedly did, he didn't do, he's a hard worker. But second of all, the fact that he's not playing as much, less hits, less hits he's, less hits he's taking. So Kinda. from a mom's perspective, she's conflicted, like, don't say my son isn't working hard in practice, but on the other hand, you know, if he doesn't play, hey, say la vie. So, yeah, jeez, that's
1: rough. And- and when I looked at that poor man on the on the turf yesterday, it was like he was my son. Yeah. I I, uh, I had tears in my eyes like he was my son. And I was so touched by how not only how Buffalo reacted, but how Cincinnati reacted. The mm-hmm. players they you know, these players, a lot of them are friends, they have the same yeah. agents. They played against each other in college. They don't hate each other. No they're playing against each other, but they all came together. Now, you know, I'm going to say something. The moment was awesome. It was awe-inspiring. Right. We've, we've degenerated the word awesome. You right. order a hamburger and someone says, oh, that's awesome. What we saw last night was awesome. It was awe-inspiring. It yeah. takes your breath away. You don't have words for it. It was well, awful. It was, was, was also awful. It was awful. You put your awful. hand across your mouth yeah. and, and then you say, oh, God, please let this be Okay. And yep. let there be a God who can let this be okay. Right. And I'm pr- I'm praying for the young man. I have to tell you, uh, for Hamlin, I I I hope he's able to get off the tube. I hope I hope he makes a recovery. I hope he can play football again. But that's hardly the point. If he can play football, he has to be able
0: to get out of that bed. Um. So he was a six round pick, second second year player, starter now on a great defense in Buffalo. But he's not really, I mean, I never heard of him either. But apparently, he had set up some GoFundMe. Some people can correct me if I got the details wrong. A GoFundMe for like a, a toy drive for, you know, a charity for children. And his goal was to reach $2,500. After this happened, it, it somehow it got publicized that he had this. It's up to $4 million right now. God love people. You know, yeah.
1: it's interesting. Uh, people sometimes so do the right thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes they, it's amazing. So this do is the right thing. And, you yeah. know, it's
1: funny. Um, a lot of people say sports is trivial, and I don't and I don't know what is or not. Um, but that tragedy right. brought the country together. Yeah, it did. And it, it brought the country together, and I'm still a, a little, I can't explain why, but I have the feeling as well. Right, It brought me together with people Probably in Indianapolis. I don't even right. know. But there was some. <laughs> Sorry,
0: guys. <laughs> Something about it. This was the feeling, I mean, after 9-11 for people that remember 22 years ago. But yeah. that was the biggest tragedy I lived through. And the whole country was very tight. It felt like it for years. Maybe I was wrong. I was a kid. But it felt that way. Yeah. Uh, for At least for today, we feel like a united country in a way that we haven't in a long time. Because, I don't know. So that's I that's agree with you. Encouraging. Yeah,
1: it shows that we have a heart, right?
0: It does. Okay. Let's take some questions and then we'll get to the rest of our show. Gammon Brown says, "At Lowell, have you ever covered a Bay Area in a similar place? And did the circumstances soften your approach on cover on coverage on a team? Have you ever covered a Bay Area in a similar place?" I don't understand. I'm not
1: awa- I listen. I think I do. Mm-hmm. I'm not aware of anything like that happening <laughs> at a game I covered, <laughs> but I have covered fights
0: where a fighter died later on. And it bothered me very much. Yeah. Um, Okay, I think that was the only one. If I missed any, let me know. But I think that was it. All right, let's talk. Oh, there's one more. Hold on. Coming in at the end. Kyler V. People need to be there for T. Higgins right now. He's received a lot of hate on social media. I hope he doesn't blame himself for this, and I pray for both of their families. Yeah, that was so strange watching the clip. It almost looked like, T, I, I didn't understand what happened. It was like, is it special teams? Um, the guy making the tackle got an unexpected impact right into his... I don't understand. Yeah, but T. Higgins, it seems like he was... Now he's going to be part of... This is going to be part of his life too, you know? He to is he is he the one he collided with? Yes. God. And I mean, he didn't he, do anything wrong. He, he didn't, didn't do anything, anything wrong. No, he didn't but this, do anything no. wrong. But this is just... But now the trauma is um, connected to I him. Th-
1: I think... We shouldn't be
0: blaming anybody. Absolutely not. We no. shouldn't be blaming anybody. We just should be feeling empathy. I hope he doesn't blame himself too, because I feel like in yeah. a situation like that, it's it's hard not to. I understand. You know what I mean. I hope he, yeah. I hope he doesn't. Yannick Vander Sun says the four worst injuries happened on the Bengals field: Shazier, Tua, uh, Hamlin, and Brown. Prayers up for Hamlin. Yeah, there's been some bad luck there. Okay. So, instead of breaking down how the Niners are going to beat the Cardinals this week, why don't we take a moment to appreciate this team that's won nine, likely ten games in a row. Uh, starting with, let's, let's give some MVPs. Not necessarily yeah. the best player on the team, but the most valuable.
1: Okay. Let's start on offense. and um, this the regular season is virtually over. Uh, and let's do it. It's fun. And it will lighten our mood. So let's start on offense and say who the contenders are, okay? Yes.
0: It's say well, clearly. Yeah, I'm sorry. Ahead. No, what? no, no, no. You go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead.
1: I'd say one contender is Christian McCaffrey,
0: big time. Uh, big you name time. one. Well, <sighs> George Kittle's a contender. He's having a really good season. He's got the most touchdowns of his career. Brock Purdy is a contender. Well, Brock Purdy's a very strong contender. I'm just trying yeah. to name him. Trent yeah. Williams is a contender. He might be the best player on the offense. And Ayuk is a contender. Yes. If okay. you had to pick one, who would you go with? Brock Purdy. Me too.
1: Me yeah, too. I would. Yeah. Um, why don't you give your reasons?
0: Well, I think you can make a strong argument for Christian McCaffrey as well. Since Christian McCaffrey's here, I think they're nine and one. Eight, nine and one, and the, and the one loss was the first game he was here when he was just learning the playbook. Um, but to me, as good as he is, the quarterback is such a more important, more valuable position. So you can have the best running back in the world, but if you have a significant upgrade at quarterback, that that trumps everything. And I think that's what Purdy's been so far. And I think you can see it. Nothing against Jimmy. He's a good player. He's in a, he, It seems like he's a slightly above average quarterback statistically, but... He doesn't really throw down the field or do play action. So he d- he's not the greatest fit. He's not the greatest compliment to a running team. So when McCaffrey was here, he averaged 4.2 yards per carry with Jimmy on the field. Since Purdy's been here, he's been averaging 5.1 yards per carry with Purdy on the field. It's just because now they have play action. And, and you, there's more space for the running back, I think. You can't just stack the box like you could against Jimmy, knowing that Jimmy's just going to throw 10-yard passes. So n- not against. it's just a better fit, and I think... That's where you see the Purdy effect. I think Purdy, even when he has a bad game or not the greatest game, they score 35 points. That's the quarterback. I don't think we've seen a quarterback this good in a while. So I think it's him. I agree. He opened up the offense. He opened up the offense. It was was waiting to be opened up.
1: Uh, Jimmy could do it sometimes, but not not all the time. And this kid did it. And I think it's (laughs) interesting. Our two finalists, Mm. CMC and Brock Purdy, both really – CMC wasn't on the team, right? and Purdy wasn't playing. So they're both right. essentially late additions. And they those two guys turned the offense around. So, yeah, the and team I was—go ahead. And you got to give the Niners credit for that.
0: Absolutely. The team that I was watching in training camp is not the team that they have now, and it might not have won—it probably wouldn't have won the Super— they needed to make more moves. Not
1: yeah. saying that Trey couldn't
0: have done it. We have no idea what Trey would have done if he'd stayed healthy. But uh, Brock's doing it. And Christian McCaffrey's been a – I mean, he makes the offense so much better with a quarterback this good. Iggy, I have to tell you, I love to watch CMC work. What do you like about him? What do I like about Christian McCaffrey? I didn't watch – I didn't live through Roger Craig. That was before me. So the whole idea of a running back that's this good of a receiver is something I've seen on other teams in the league but not weekly. And um, he's a pleasure to watch. I mean – Checkdowns are good plays on the 49ers now. And it seems like if you give Christian McCaffrey, if you gave him to Alex Smith, Alex Smith would have been a lot better. You gave him Jeff Garcia, Garcia would have been a lot. He makes quarterbacks look really good. I think
1: he's a better running back than Roger Craig. Wow. I do. Wow. I mean, not a better pass receiver, but I mean, the elusiveness through holes. Yeah. He's really hard to. If you yeah. tackle him, you can bring him down. But right. he's hard to tackle. He's quick. He's really quick. He's a. He's really interesting.
0: Yeah, he's really good. He yeah. he thinks he sort of compares himself to Marshall Falk, who was an MVP I mean, Hall of Fame player. He's a little yeah. bit smaller than Marshall Falk, um, but yeah, I mean he's he's great. And uh, I I just hope Kyle Shanahan doesn't overdo it with him. He, right. he, he kind of loves giving him the ball. I understand it, but um, he's got an ankle injury now. Hurt his ankle in this last game. They say it's mild, but didn't need to do. Didn't need that to happen. Also has a knee irritation. Just, just don't overdo it with him. But yeah, he's great. He's really good. Yeah, he's a pleasure. And and all credit to John Lynch. Let me ask you a question: If you could have one running back in his prime, who'd you rather have? Christian McCaffrey, who I would say is, is in his prime right now. He's like twenty six, or Frank Gore. That is so interesting
1: <sighs> Frank Gore. um more durable yeah uh, stronger runner, yeah, um, but i mean it it's really I'd rather have both of them
0: yeah do, yeah, do, it's do you, true, that's true, do,
1: do you disagree,
0: I don't know, um the stuff you can do with McCaffrey in the passing game is really yeah. enticing. You can't do yeah. that with Frank Gore. No. I wonder what I wonder what Bill Walsh would say. I wonder what yeah. Bill Walsh would say. he could do so much with McCaffrey in the passing game. And it's not like he's a bad running back. He's not as good as Frank Gore, but he's a as you said, he's a damn good running back.
1: Oh, he's a pleasure. He's a pleasure. You know, Iggy, he sees so much.
0: Yeah. He, he <laughs> sees
1: he sees the hole before it
0: even develops. Absolutely. So, he's not the kind of running back where, like, if there's no hole, he could power through and get some yard. No, he can't do that. No. But if you give him a good, you know, some good blockers, uh, a good coach, and and some good plays, he's not going to mess it up. He's going to get the most out of it. Yeah.
1: Right. And he's a hell of a competitor.
0: Yeah, he is a hell of a competitor. He's a hell of a competitor. And he's one of these, like, deeply serious pros um, who grew up around the profession he went into. Not that I am say I'm like that, but uh, Nick Bosa, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. You know, in football, it's not nepotism. It's just you grew up around it. You know what it takes. His dad is Ed McCaffrey. He knows. It's like he's been a pro since he was two years old. So, I like that about him. All right, Dad. Who is the MVP of the defense?
1: Let's do some contenders. Obviously, Bosa. Yeah. Who else?
0: Dre Greenlaw has had a phenomenal year, even though they didn't give a Pro Bowl.
1: He's terrific. Yeah, Fred Warner.
0: Obviously, he's terrific. Um, Treverius Ward, the free agent. I was
1: going to, yeah, I was going to say him. He's been Um, really good. Okay, I would limit it um, to Greenlaw and Bosa. Me too. uh, As much as I like the other two, and I like them. It's no no criticism. I would say it's between Greenlaw and Bosa, and I'd say it's not even a, a question. Bosa Bosa is, is an amazing player, Iggy. Iggy, he yeah. may be the best player in the league. Yeah, he really might be. You know, everybody he talks would. about Aaron Donald. Aaron I'd rather have him than Aaron Donald. Me too. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Aaron Donald takes plays off.
0: Yes, he does. Yes. And he Aaron does. Donald, like the Niners make him look irrelevant all the time. Yeah. all the time. He's a little small for his uh size. He he can he, he kind of overruns run plays. You can use his aggression against him. Yeah. Over he's undersized for his position. Sorry, I messed that up. Uh okay. Yeah, Bosa, Bosa's is the MVP of the defense. And I I would say yeah. Iggy,
1: I think Bosa's is the best player on the 49ers. I think
0: so. You could argue he should be the MVP of the league this year. Uh yeah. he probably should be in the in the conversation with Patrick Mahomes or whoever's going to win. it
1: but no question
0: yeah um but I would also say that Dre Greenlaw is great as well and I think you know he got hurt in this game and and left and I think you saw the Niners defense definitely wasn't the same without him he is special the Niners play uh a lot of zone coverage where there's a lot of space between the linebackers and he covers so much ground he uh makes it so it's really hard to throw the ball against them um yeah, he would be in there. He he might be it might be 1A and 1B. Although, Iggy, yeah. let me ask you.
1: Have you ever talked to Greenlaw?
0: Yeah, absolutely. What's yes. he like? Uh, he is down to earth. Uh he has a nice smile on his face. He's got a sense of humor. He wants to talk. He was a former fifth-round pick. Um he got Resigned this this year, so he's a he's an established made man on the team, but he's not one of the stars yet. He sits out there every Wednesday or Thursday, I want to say, and makes himself available to talk, which I appreciate. You know what I mean? Like there's there's players oh, who yeah. either there's players there's three kind of players. There's the players who don't make themselves available to talk. I'm not here. I don't want to talk. Fine, that's your that's your choice. They're the players who are hanging around their locker. You know, maybe they got a towel on, but and you could tap them on the shoulder and say, "Hey, excuse me, can you talk?" And they'll say. Sure, but they're not making it easy on you because they don't really want to talk. And there's the guys who sit down or stand up there for half an hour and just you ready, I'm here. Because I'm a leader on this team and if someone has to talk, it's going to be me. There are like 10 players on a team like that. He's one of them. Maybe 10's a lot, maybe five. Name some of the others. Frank Gore was that way, always. Time for me to talk. Uh, DeForest Buckner was that way. Mike McGlinchey is that way. Mike McGlinchey takes his immediate uh, responsibilities very seriously. I'm here, I'm here to talk. God love him. God love him. Yeah. And these are guys who are like second tier, in the sense that like the PR staff isn't going to bring them to the podium. Like Nick Bosa, George Kittle, uh, Fred Warner, Christian McCaffrey have a designated time every week that they talk because they're so good and everyone wants to talk to them. So they don't. the PR staff takes care of it. We, we, we get Warner on Wednesdays. Greenlaw isn't in that tier for whatever reason. So if he doesn't want to talk, we'll never talk to him, but he makes himself available. Debo never talks, doesn't want to. Unless I mean, it would be really, really hard to get Debo to talk midweek. I mean, technically we could complain, but we're not gonna. But so, so you can't get him. Um, Brandon Ayuk is. Debo's not around. Ayuk is around, but he isn't very talkative. So you could go up to him, and he would say yes. But everyone kind of knows he'd rather be left alone. So you leave him alone. Unless he's had a good game, he'll come out and talk after that. Um, that's sort of the personality of the team, I guess. I guess Trent Williams okay. is and talks. Trent Williams is available. What is bosa like um Bosa talks once a week he has that kind of like uh i I'm, I'm I'm almost asleep look, I really don't want to do this uh but I also am very perceptive and if you ask me a good question, I'll give you a good answer mm-hmm. if you ask me a boring question i'll be I'll give you a boring answer, which is kind of fair, kind of fair like you know what I mean? yeah. He seems really bored. You know, you know, certain players are like that. I remember Navarro Bone, when he'd come out and he's like, almost like he didn't want to do it. Well, like like he didn't want to do it, which I understand because there are a lot of bad questions that that are that you get asked. But um, if you ask him a good question, he'll give you a good answer. And he's actually pr- particularly good after games. Like, for example, after this Raiders game, someone asked him directly, did you guys underestimate Jared Stidham? And he was like, yeah, I would have to say that we did. And it kind of goes into it. It's like very few defensive players would be that candid. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Like, if you ask most defensive players after a bad game what happened, oh, you know, we just didn't execute. We got to be, we got to get on the details, this and that. Like, he won't talk in cliches. He'll be like, well, I didn't do this and we should have done that. We, like, he kept, like, we gave Jared Stidham, someone said, you know, it seems like you're getting beat by these mobile quarterbacks. And he's like, well, it's not like Stidham's at mobile. Like, Tom Brady could have ran through the lanes that we were giving this guy. It's like, that's a good line. That's a good line. That's Nick Bosa. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, although he seems bored, he can be candid. Uh, uh, Yeah. uh, You've been in those group interviews. Sometimes they're very boring, so it's fair. And he's not like he's ducking them. He just kind of stands there. He's like, "What do we got this week?" You know. Yeah. And sometimes they'll be done in two and a half minutes if if people don't have good questions. But sometimes he, sometimes if there's something to talk about, he's the guy you want to go to. He might be the new Ahmad Brooks on the team. What do you mean? The kind of guy that actually is extremely insightful, but people don't think about it because of the way, how big he is, how violent he is, maybe the way he talks, whatever. People are like, I'm going to leave that guy oh, I don't know. But it seems to me that the truth comes from them. Mod Brooks, Nick Bosa, they can't help it. They just I love speak it. the truth. Yeah. I, like I love it. it. All right. Let's answer a couple of questions, then we'll get back to our stuff. Uh, Calvin and Hobbs, get well soon, Mr. Cone. Uh, we need Thank you at you. full strength for the Niner playoffs. I think the Niners are the best team in the NFL. Do you?
1: Um, the I think they're the best team in the NFC. Yeah. That's but, fair. In, but Kansas City beat them. Yeah. Buffalo's really good. Yeah. So I'm not going to – I can't say that. I, I don't know. I can't say yeah.
0: Quincy Van Vleck says, how many touches would CMC get if receivers were open or quarterback wasn't being pressured? Isn't CMC's use tied to these factors? You say use him less, but... Well, I mean, he gets a lot of carries. Uh, he does get a lot of targets. Um, I don't know. It, it's, I, I actually put out a video about an hour ago showing some examples of Brock Purdy throwing to McCaffrey when people were open down the field. So maybe he's so good... He brings out the inner conservative nature of the quarterback and the play caller. It's like oh, I'll just throw it to McCaffrey. It's, it's a it's a low risk also, play. will be good.
1: He may not see the people open down the field. We don't know that much about him. True. He may not see them. And I, I've I've heard announcers say, "Boy, he was open. Why did he throw it to McCaffrey?" And also, the Niners do have other good running backs that they could put in other times when they
0: don't need to run him all that much. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about MVP of the offense. If McCaffrey misses a playoff game, I mean. They could yeah. probably win without him, but it would be a big deal. Yeah, you got to be careful. Benny says, Doobie uh, played at SF City College. He was dope. Did he play football? If so, what position? I'd love to know. Thank you for telling me. Quincy Van Vleck says, how many touches would CMC get? Oh, we will oh, go in the other direction. Sorry, hold on. Hold the phone. Spider Rico. Mr. Cone, you and Ira got me into reading papers. Story of Iggy meeting Young was my favorite. Curious on your thoughts on Marciano and why he doesn't receive this, the respect he should. Huge fan of you both. Oh, here we go. Rocky Marciano, yeah, um, okay. He doesn't receive respect I in didn't a sense, know like that. if you talk about the greatest, uh, you know, pound for pound fighters. I guess you wouldn't talk about him anymore, right? Oh, it's even though he was undefeated, undefeated, he was right. undefeated. Um, yes,
1: I think the thing against him is he fought in an era where maybe there weren't great heavyweights, mm-hmm. and he was a little small. <coughs> like you figure. Ali was big, could have moved, jabbed, beat yeah. him that way. <laughs> Ali would have had to fight his ass off to beat Marciano. He couldn't hurt Marciano. Yeah. Marciano wouldn't respect his punch. It would have been a hell of a fight. Um, maybe Ali would have won on a cut. Yeah. Uh, a, a tough guy like Liston could have hurt Marciano. Marciano would have made him quit. Yeah. He would have made yeah. Sonny Liston quit. He was a Yeah, quitter. George Foreman too, right? That would have been very interesting. If George wasn't a quitter, that would have been a hell of a fight. I, I uh, really admire Rocky Marciano. He was a great fighter, and he was a great finisher.
0: Yeah, um, I, I, a couple of years ago, I was watching his fights on YouTube, and it struck me how hard he hit. Oh! He, he really hit really hard.
1: When he knocked out Walcott in their first fight in the 13th round, the right hand is the most famous
0: right hand in boxing history. Oh! Yeah. yeah. And, and so him and Ali are two guys you couldn't really, who were never really hurt. You couldn't really hurt him very much, right? Well, I guess Ali got hurt a few times. Um, Marciano got
1: knocked down a few times, but he, I don't believe he was hurt. He got knocked down by Archie Moore, and it, it's, it actually sort of amused him. Hmm. And then he, hmm. he knocked out Moore, I think it was in the
0: sixth round. Hmm. Hmm. Keith I Murphy all, said all the respect for Rocky Marciano. I feel like the first defender nets never get CMC down. I agree. That's one of the things about him. He makes the first guy miss. He does make the first guy miss. Uh, Mike says, something similar happened to Danish soccer player Christian Eriksen during the 2021 UEFA Euro tournament. Collapsed on the field, but was it was non-contact. I think I remember that. Uh, just a second, a couple more. Nope, that's it. All right, back to the show. Now we're going to break our rule. A couple weeks ago, we um, issued an official, unofficial ban on hypotheticals for the rest of the year, but we're going to make one exception because it's Cardinals week and we got to talk about something other than the Cardinals who are a joke. So let's talk about Trey Lance. Brock Purdy's still undefeated. And if he keeps playing like this in the playoffs, it's his job. Uh, So if Trey Lance ends up being an expensive project that doesn't work out for the 49ers, is that a big mark against the organization no matter what happens to Brock?
1: I think that's one of the big questions for this organization. Mm -hmm. Let's say Trey Lance turns out never to work out for the 49ers. He didn't get enough experience, and he may not uh, have the necessary skills to be a top-level quarterback. They gave up a lot for him, three first-round picks, Iggy. Mm -hmm. Um, But here's what I would say. It's not a mark against the organization. Every organization makes mistakes. Bill Walsh makes mistakes. Yeah. Now, they, it's a big mistake. They gave a lot for him. But on the other hand, they got a quarterback. Right. They, they, you look to the right for a quarterback. You think you're going to get Trey, but he's on the left, and he's yeah. Brock Purdy. So they, they were able to make up for that mistake, and they got Christian McCaffrey. Right. Um, so I would say, of course— if it turns out to be a blunder, they wish they didn't make it. But my attitude is you wipe your hand across your mouth and you move on. There are there are any number of mistakes every good team makes. And they were able to compensate for the mistake.
0: So I let them off the hook. Yeah, I mean, the job is to find a franchise quarterback. That's not right. easy to do. If you find one and he's Brock Purdy, you succeeded. Yep. That's it. You succeeded. Now, if Purdy didn't exist— And Trey Lance was a failure. Then that's a fireable offense. Or you could argue, but um, it's a big deal. But the fact that they have Purdy makes it really a non-issue. Really a non-issue. So I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So what I want to say is,
1: Iggy and I are often critical of the Niners, and sometimes for very good reasons. But in (coughs) terms, only sometimes. (coughs) Of their only sometimes. Sorry. And putting together this roster great
0: job yeah absolutely the thing that's I think really tough for Trey (laughs) is that he was a project quarterback he needed a ramp up he needed development and it's not a developmental league no he's the opposite of Purdy and the Niners never even really started the process I think there's example like Buffalo developed Josh Allen it can be done but the Niners didn't really do it and it's hard to do and now they got a quarterback who they don't have to do that with. He doesn't need development. I mean, he can strengthen his arm, do little things, but he's essentially a, he's a veteran right now. And that's what they needed. That's the right quarterback for them. And I think in the future, you're going to see fewer and fewer teams spend high picks on quarterbacks that need a lot of development. And I think you're going to see experienced quarterbacks that stayed in school and graduated go higher. I think you're going to see a, a flip in, in priorities.
1: Another question is, did the Niners make a mistake in drafting Trey Lance? I tend to think they did. I tend to think that that they went out on a limb. Yeah. Now, he may turn out to be Patrick Mahomes, right. but he hasn't, and they right. haven't known how to do it. Again, I'm not faulting them for it because they got
0: the other guy, but right. probably it was a mistake. What do you think, Iggy? I mean, it was unprecedented. One-year starter didn't played in like basically division two football third pick in the draft. I mean, even though he went undefeated, he took a year off because of the pandemic. His resume was not a top three pick resume. His athleticism was, I mean, the the idea of what he could become was absolutely worthy of a top three pick, but his resume, no one that inexperienced had ever been picked that high. And I think like you go back and look at what Walsh did getting uh, Steve Young he didn't trade third, three first-round picks for Steve Young. He traded a second and a fourth. He, he found a value. It's like he went to, uh, you know, the, the uh, second-hand store. He, what the Niners did was they spent a lot, a lot, too much. They bought high on a guy who had never played in the NFL. Right.
1: Yeah. I, I don't think Bill would have done that. So I think no. probably, let's say, as of this moment, I think it was a mistake. But I don't know what
0: the future will bring. Right. It's funny, like, it was a mistake, and it was probably obvious at the time, like, you know, he has a a chance of becoming, of reaching his full potential, but the Niners didn't do the right thing, didn't take the right steps to give him that chance, and uh, so in a a sense, they're culpable if he doesn't work out, uh, which makes it worse, but again, if the last pick in the draft turns out to be everything you hoped Trey Lance would be, sorry, Trey, the organization's fine. That's harsh reality. And I do feel bad for Trey because the, the Niners, you know, keeping him on the back burner, it could really essentially ruin his career. Uh, if he's if he's tw- if he gets to twenty four and hasn't played, what is his what right. is he going to be? And it, you know, the Niners at least they got Purdy, but if you were Trey's agent right now, you'd be thinking, how do I get him out of San? How do I get him out of Santa Clara? You know, as far as Purdy is <laughs>
1: concerned, I'd still like to know how the Niners heard about him. Who told yes. him? Yes. I understand uh, that they interviewed him. Zoom and they had tape. Who said you gotta look at this kid? I would love to know that.
0: I believe it was Steve Slowick. Who's Steve Slowick is a pro scout. He's in his fourth season with the Niners. Uh he let me see which his area is. Um uh, okay. Pro football. He was a pro football focus. Also spent three seasons as a wide receivers coach at Horizon Scottsdale High School in uh in in Arizona. So I don't know what his exactly his area is, but his brother uh is the passing game coordinator for the offense, Bobby Slowick. So from what I heard, he was the the scout, Steve Slowick, that initially identified Brock Purdy and said, told him, Hey, uh, Brian Greasy. Clay Kubiak, you guys might want to check this guy out. And apparently they were instantly intrigued. I love it. I love it. Again, so
1: if they screwed up with Lance, look at what they did with Purdy. And look at how
0: efficient and persistent they were. And remember the process of getting Lance. They wanted to get... it seemed like they wanted to get Stafford or they wanted to get Watson and, or Rogers and it didn't work out. And they made that trade a month before the draft. And Kyle said he did it so that they could evaluate the quarterbacks at the top of the draft. So by their own admission, they didn't really evaluate those quarterbacks very well. With Purdy, it seems like he was the, the normal process. Someone who'd been in college a long time that the Niner scouts were tracking for years. They don't just start looking at them when they're seniors. They start looking at them when they're j- sophomores, freshmen and right. sophomores. And so I'm sure they've been... they they. they they graded him as a sophomore, as a junior, as a senior. And the guy said, You know, we, we liked him a little bit more a few years ago, but here's what we know about him, and we like these and th- these things. And they probably had a very extensive file on him. Whereas with Trey, they probably didn't. He didn't play that much football. They didn't scout him that long. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, at least they, and they've done this before at other positions where they've taken a big swing at a, at a guy in free agency or in the draft, and it hasn't worked out. Like, for example, they wanted Ruben Foster as to be their. Uh, linebacker extraordinaire didn't work out but they got Dre Greenlaw in the fifth round he's everything they wanted Ruben Foster to be right and he's a solid citizen yeah and it, no one criticizes the Niners for wasting that first round pick on Ruben Foster they got the guy they wanted they just got him later that's so, right and that, yeah. that may be what's happening with the quarterbacks it may be we'll see Tony thank you very much uh, Aru thank you too got a couple more a couple more anything on Poe moving up for guard depth no haven't heard that but I'll ask Kyle tomorrow's a good questions considering banks is hurt Jad is Jad says just joining what exactly is Brock Purdy what should be expected what level of player is he how is he to be viewed quality backup or starter I think he's a starter dad what do you think I think you have to think of him as a starter yeah he's not a and backup no <clears throat> um, he doesn't have a, a super strong arm um, but he is a really good athlete. I didn't see this. I mean, he, you don't run around in practice. When I was watching him in training camp, he wasn't running around. You don't have to make people miss. He can make the really good pass rushers uh, whiff, and he can run and throw on the run and that kind of mobility. Like, frankly, he might be more elusive behind the line of scrimmage than Trey. Yes. Yeah. Which is No, he's important. he's a starter. He's a starter. He's a starter. Pally says, thoughts on uh, Brian Dayball saying he would not rest his starters against the Eagles. That's interesting. The, 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 the Giants are going to play their starters, and if they win and the, and the Niners win, then the Niners are the number one seed with a bye. So, Wouldn't you like that? I would like that. <laughs> I would like that. Larry T says, I know this would be unprecedented, but would you allow Lance to play in the USFL this April or during the NFL offseasons to develop into the future? I know, right? You'd be nice to... In, in baseball, you'd send a guy to the fall league or, or, or the minors. Football is so violent. It'd be nice if he could go play in a seven-on-seven league or something. But there aren't those options. Right. If he gets hurt again, I, I, don't, I don't think you can let him play in the USFL. Kyle L says, BP will be the starter next year, but Trey Lance will start games at some point. Might be looking at another QB controversy if he plays well. Feel, feel better, LC. Thank you so much, and I agree with the comment. I agree with it too. Rick, hey, Grant, hope your dad is feeling better. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Unfaithful, unfaithful Truth says, if we take Justin Fields instead of Trey Lance, who isn't as raw, do we still draft Brock? Was Brock insurance for a raw Trey Lance? I don't know the answer to that one. I don't I don't know. That's a good question. I just but feel I, like... Thank God for Brock. I just feel like the Niners thought they were going to let Jimmy go, and they were looking for a backup quarterback, and that's the kind of quarterback they like in their backups, and they didn't realize that he was actually better. Again, they compared him to Nick Mullins the night they drafted him. They're like, this guy's got a lot in common with Nick. Okay, he's a lot better than Nick. Let's say something else. Brock Purdy saved their ass. Uh-huh. Brock uh-huh. Purdy saved their a- asses. <laughs> yeah. Yes he did. Lawless yeah. Light says is it the organizational ex- is it the organizational expectations that won't allow, allow trade to develop. Great roster fans expectations bills were not the bills until they were. I I see, I think it's the timeline thing. The Niners want to compete now. They want a quarterback who's good now. I don't think this locker room wants to take two steps back to take three steps forward.
1: Also, Iggy, I think the locker room is more welcoming of Brock Purdy than
0: they were of Trey Lance. No question. And you hear, whenever you ask uh, <clears throat> Kittle, what, what makes Brock good? And he's like, well, you know, he's played so many games. He's won big yeah. games. He's lost. Big. He keeps saying, you know, he's lost big games. And that gives him, he knows what adversity is. Trey Lance never lost in college. Right. It's never always,
1: they're, they're always Taking saying in, in code code that they
0: prefer this guy to trey lance yeah uh david sir says happy new year to you both not sure we've seen enough to give him the nod against bypass trey remember jimmy started five and oh and provided a similar spark yeah but they weren't scoring 35 37 points in those games I'm t- jimmy was the field goal master this guy is really scoring points I'm saying this this guy's brought kittle back to life yeah yeah, Sven says just want to thank Papa Cohn for his transparency and candor about Hamlin and the humanity behind the game. Thank yeah, you. You did great, Dad. Rick H. My dad's very sensitive. People don't know that. People think we're just sensitive of... too. They don't know that either. Also, Kinlaw seems to be playing well. Good sign. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he's played two, what, two games in a row now. That's good. Dizzy says the Lance Purdy sample size is still so small, and Lance hasn't had any consistent playing time. I don't think we have true baselines for either. Fair enough. Good point. That's a good point. All right. So it's looking like the Niners have been exposed—not exposed, but the Niners had have the number one defense in the league, but their secondary looks like it's the weakest part of it. Um, so should we talk about what they envisioned and what they got?
1: Yeah. I, for, for the here's what we're doing. I talked to Iggy about it. I'd like to know how this came about. How did they start the season? Who were their starters? In the defensive backs and what <laughs> what happened? <coughs> and where
0: are we now? So why don't you do it? C- certainly. so uh, they ha- they signed the first move they made the big move they made this offseason, was signing Trevarius Ward. He's like he's, he's one of the higher paid cornerbacks in the league he's 25 26 he's six foot one he's fast he's, he's really good. So that's their number one corner hell of a player. Their number two corner, Emmanuel Mosley, has been on the team for a long time. They developed him. He was an undrafted free agent. He's just as good. Just a little bit smaller, about 5'11". Really freaking good. Had a great offseason. The nickel was supposed to be Diamador Lenore, and the safeties were supposed to be Jimmy Ward and Talanoa Hafunga. Jimmy Ward got hurt and missed time in the offseason, and Tashawn Gibson uh, took his spot at free safety, never gave it back. They like him, and... He, what he does is he has a good knack of catching like overthrown passes and tip passes, which Jimmy Ward doesn't necessarily do that much. He did it in this last game, in, in overtime, uh, Gibson. So he's been a really good player. At, uh, at cornerback, Emmanuel Mosley got hurt. He tore his ACL in Carolina, and they were hoping Jason Verrett would be able to replace him. But he, I believe, tore either his Achilles or his ACL in, in practice trying to come back. So that what they ended up doing was moving Lenore from nickel out to corner. And that's not his position. He's a former fifth round pick, and teams are finally figuring out that that's a guy you got to go at a lot if you're going to have any chance. And the nickelback surprisingly is Jimmy Ward, who played it as a rookie. Um, he's in his final year of his contract, and he probably—I mean—he'd be playing more and making more money if you're playing safety. But he's playing out of position and doing a damn good job. He's a really good player. He's very good in man-to-man coverage. So that's their secondary right now. Traverius Ward and Jimmy Ward are good man-to-man coverage players, but Lenore, Lenore is not. Talanoa Hafunga was having a really good season, um, but he's been giving up touchdowns the last few weeks, and he's not good in man-to-man coverage, and Gibson isn't either. So you got three guys that teams are trying to go after and two guys you're trying to avoid, the Wards. Okay, let's just be real clear. Who are the two corners? The two corners are Traverius Ward and Diamador Lenore. Who are the two safeties, strong and, and free? Hafunga, Talano Hafunga strong, Tashawn Tashan Gibson free. And J-
1: Jimmy as the nickel. So yeah. Jimmy is not even in on every play. No, he's not even a, a full time player, he's not a starter. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. A guy yeah. with that talent. I know. Um, look, I, maybe they know what they're doing. I, I find it astonishing that he's not on the field for every play. Yeah. Um, and okay, uh, Lenore, he's someone you would, if you were a quarterback, playing against him you'd go after lenore
0: yeah i mean he's about he's a little small about 510 he's not super fast he runs about a mid four fours um and when the ball's in the air he doesn't he kind of panics and doesn't seem to be able to make plays on the ball it looks like he's pretty pretty good coverage he's stride for stride but good good wide receivers are going to make the catch and he's not going to break it up so uh that's the problem with him. It seems like what he did all year was just sort of keep things in front of him. Don't give up a touchdown. Don't get don't get beat for big plays. But now teams are pressing the issue and just going deep, going deep. Good tackler. He blitzes, but he was supposed to be the nickel again. He was supposed to be that guy who's in the middle tackling, blitzing, but now he's on the outside and he's just not that kind of an athlete. Hafunga, uh, good and bad. Hafunga is he's very. Um, volatile the good the the good plays he makes change games he has he creates turnovers tackles for losses he's um breaks quickly on balls you always got to find him he could be deep he could be close to the line of scrimmage he's a pro bowler but he gives up a lot of touchdowns too it seems like he's so aggressive to try to jump the shallow route that he'll give up stuff over the top which is a problem because those are the plays that get you beat so He'll either win the game for you or lose the game for you, it looks like. And recently, he's been giving up plays that uh, lose games. So he's, a bit, it's his first year starting and we're going to see what happens when he's in the playoffs because the Niners haven't really faced a lot of high-powered offenses this year and the ones they have faced have made him look like a liability. And, and Gibson. Gibson is very solid. He's in his 30s. He's been playing a long time. He used to play under Robert Sala, in Jacksonville. So they the Niners know him. He's good. He's just another, like, he gave up, I want to say, a 25 yard catch to Darren Waller in the last game, just getting matched up one on one. You have to protect him. He's he's a free safety play in zone coverage, and he's good at it. Uh, good player. But th- there are, you know, like, w- what teams are doing it, sp- going five wide receivers, spreading out, and getting one on one matchups. And if you have a, multiple good wide receivers, you can get one on one matchups against. Players in the Niners secondary that the Niners aren't confident about. So, that's where the Niners... And, and so now you just need Nick Bosa to just freaking dominate all the time. And you need the pass rush right. to just dominate all the time. And in this last game, they didn't. They didn't. So... And and that was a problem. They made Jared Stidham look great. I mean, Jared <clears throat> Stidham looked better than Purdy. He did. He did. What is uh, Lenore like? As a, as a guy? Yeah. Um. He doesn't talk very much he's uh a little when he has talked he's been um a little shy uh i don't know him very well i really don't okay. know di lere very well what about Javarius ward Javarius ward uh always smiling uh very confident uh talks talks crap like a like a like a top level cornerback often does he's a lot of fun he has fun in interviews too he's uh He's a, he's a cool guy. I, also, he's like from like the deep south. So, like just listening to his accent is a lot of fun.
1: It's he's a character. He's a character.
0: Yeah. It's
1: interesting when the way <laughs> a journalist looks at it when you go into a locker room is not who's a good player, who's a good
0: talker. Who's a good talker. He's a good talker. Yeah. He's a good talker. He has fun with it. He's yeah. smiling, he has fun. I remember I, he went for, He came from the Chiefs. They didn't sign him this offseason. I asked him when we were in West Virginia, like, why didn't they sign you? And he basically said, they couldn't afford me. <laughs> couldn't afford me. Too good. I, I, I like that answer. All right. Last topic, and it, it's related to the, the other one. It's interesting. It seems like if you had to say, what is the Niners' Achilles heel on their team, what would you say it is, Dad? Okay, let me think a minute. Achilles mm-hmm. Achilles heel. I would have to say the defense is secondary. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I mean, this is the number one defense in the league. And for years, the Niners' Achilles' heel was that their quarterback may not have been quite good enough. But yeah. that isn't their Achilles' heel anymore, and they're scoring 30-plus points easily. And now it's like, well, what about that defensive backfield? And how could... Why are we just seeing it as an issue now? It seems like maybe maybe they just didn't face great offenses earlier, and this has been an issue for a long time. What I want to say is the Niners have had the same defensive philosophy since Harbaugh was here, the same scouts since Harbaugh was here. They want to be physical on defense, physical. And that means pass rush tackling. The one part of defense that's finesse is coverage, right? That's just finesse, turning and chasing. And the Niners don't invest in coverage as much as they invest in the, in the physical stuff because it's not physical, So, they always try to get by there. And the one quarterback who had the most success against the Niners the the last 10 years is who? Mahomes? The last 10 years. He used to play in Seattle. Oh, uh, Russell? Russell freaking Wilson. Now, Mahomes had a lot of success, too. He's never lost. He's 3-0. But Russell Wilson was 17-4 against the Niners. The the Niners were 4-17 against him. And what did Russell Wilson do? He was not a great quarterback, but he was great at scrambling. Which the Niners give up, the scrambles, and he was great at throwing down the field. If they anytime the Niners face a quarterback who can do those two things, it's a game. Mm. And we saw it with Jared Stidham last week. That is their Achilles heel. It's been their Achilles heel for ten years. It was the same thing when Vic Fangio was the defensive coordinator here. It's their philosophy. They don't they don't invest in the finesse parts of defense. And certain teams can take advantage. And <coughs> certain teams like Buffalo. Buffalo's one. Kansas City's one. Uh, Philly's another. Those are three teams right there. Maybe even Cincinnati. Maybe even Cincinnati. Although the Niners did face Cincinnati last year, and they sacked Joe Burrow five times. So maybe not. But apparently the Raiders are one. They they made Jared Stidham look quite athletic and good. Yeah, That was interesting. Another guy. They made Joe Flacco look that way in the Super Bowl ten years ago. He was scrambling and throwing the ball down the field, and the Niners' defense was flummoxed. So maybe they should address... We've been talking about coverage as a thing that's kind of important in the last four or five years. I think they should probably... I don't know. They got Traverius Ward. That was a great start. They keep going.
1: And they didn't expect to lose Mosley. mostly.
0: That's true. That's true. They, can they, resign they him had, they had they it. Had a, they had it. They had it. And it's like, well, you should have depth. It's hard to have depth on the, in, in the defensive backfield. It's hard to have depth on the offensive line. Those are two positions where teams usually have not so great players. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where they're at. If they're going to win the Super Bowl, they're going to have to figure out a way to what they're going to need is their sec- is their is Dick Bosa and the pass rush to continue to do great stuff. Could happen.
1: Again, I think they're the best team in their in their uh conference. I
0: think so too. Um let's answer the rest of the questions. Dad, you can go whenever you want. At the, we're done. No, I I I'll I'll stay quietly. Okay. Let me um
1: make sure I don't miss any. I'm All sorry right. I'm so uh quiet today, guys.
0: Don't apologize. Tony says, Womack, Lenore, and Nickel Ward back to safety and start Jack Rabbit Jenkins. The Niners have Janoris Jenkins, who's about 33 years old. He was sitting on the couch all year or on a practice squad. They played him for a few snaps, I think, last week, and he gave up a 50-yard catch. I don't know. I'd be a little nervous about him, but maybe give him a chance. Oh, Ambry Thomas. He played last year. Diamond DGZ says what I don't understand is why Hafunga doesn't get more opportunities to be a quarterback spy. He's better as a pass rusher and they keep letting quarterbacks scramble. <laughs> I don't see D'Amico Ryan's using a quarterback spy. Correct me if I'm wrong on that one. Hey Grant, do you feel like Kittle is sold on Purdy? I don't know about that. Seems to like him, but I wouldn't say that he's sold on him. I don't know. Have you I haven't heard him I haven't heard him talk like that. Bobby says, Papa Cone and Grant, you both say that you are not Niner fans. What about your wives? P.S. Prayers for you, Mr. Cone. We can all see how much Mrs. Cone was loved. Thank you. Um, My wife is from Fiji. She's a big fan of the Fiji uh, rugby team, the Sevens. My
1: wife was a 49er fan, especially if Iggy started covering the team. She used to get a
0: kick out of them. Yeah. I just tuned in, stay in uh, prayers for DeMar Hamlin. Yes. Yes. Kenny Kenny says, Papa Cone, glad you're feeling better. Uh, Let's go. New York Giants, I want that number one seed. What are the chances the G-Men beat uh, the Eagles? Um, It looks like the Eagles are collapsing to me. We don't know if Jalen Hurts is going to play. It could happen. I'm rooting for the Giants. That's another running quarterback who got hurt. That's right. The Goose says, more deserving Kyle for Coach of the Year Lynch for Executive of the Year? Well, uh, hard to say Kyle is Coach of the Year.
1: He hasn't won anything yet. Right. Um, I would say Lynch more than Kyle at this point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lynch for drafting Purdy and Lynch for trading for McCaffrey. Yeah. Edgar Gutierrez says, Don't know why people compare Jimmy Garoppolo first starts like Brock Purdy. Jimmy Garoppolo buried the Bears with five field goals. Brock Purdy helped bury Tom Brady under 37 points. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a while. Uh, Lawless Light says, Philosophical incentive for the Giants to beat the Eagles seems like the Giants don't want to let off the gas, which makes sense. Pally says, what changes would you make on defense to make our secondary perform to the best of their ability? I don't know. It seems like D'Amico Ryans is dealing with the deficit there. You know, Iggy, I'd like to see... Jimmy Ward can play corner. He could. Yeah. Could he be worse than D'Amador? I don't know. That's I'd a, like that's a good to point. see
1: him at corner and put D'Amador at nickel.
0: Uh, nickel. That's a very, uh, I like that. I like That's that. What That's what I would do. There you go. Boom. I like that. Quality, quality control. Rick H says, Grant for GM. Great players never make great GMs. John Lynn's doing a pretty good job. Just got here, but how much better did Purdy play than uh, Stidham? Win was impressive, but a little overstated in my opinion. Uh, Stidham was better than Purdy in this game. Stidham played his ass off. Yeah, but Purdy was good. A, a win is a win. That's uh, the Hell bottom yeah. line of sports. A win's a win. For sure. Lenore, Jimmy Ward should switch positions by logic. Hey, my dad agrees with you. Mark, uh, Juice is an underused weapon, solid receiver rusher. Should he be getting a few CMC design touches? Yeah, I mean, he gets like nine yards a game. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Off topic, I just moved to Hayward, and I need food recommendations, especially tacos. Any suggestions? Uh, In Hayward? Um, Go to... Tacos El Gordo. It's on Hesperian. I know I went to one in, in Vegas, but there's one called Tacos El Gordo on Hesperian. It's delicious. It's not that far from Hayward. It's right by the In N Out Burger. You're good. The coach says enjoying the show. Respectfully, Mr. Cone. Um mullen herb tea will really help out with breathing better. Thank you, coach. Thank you, coach. Um AK-49ers says, due to the emergence of our offense, teams know they got to take more chances against us. We may allow more big plays, but the turnovers force are up. Good point. Good That's point. good point. If you're going to be throwing down the field, you're going to be getting picked off sometimes. Might have to draft a corner again. Secondary is getting ex- exposed. Do you think Mosley can bounce back from the injury next year and still be good? I hope so. He's a great story towards ACL. That's, uh, usually um, you can come back from that, but it takes a bit of a toll. So, hope, I don't know if he's going to be as quick and as fast as he was before, but he could still be a hell of a player. Don't know. Hope they bring him back.
1: They don't seem to draft um, corners high.
0: No, they don't. They really don't. Nope. This guy was an undrafted free agent. Yeah. MD says, I'm calling it now. Trey Lance will be the starter next year. Brock Purdy will back him up. I'm sure Trey Lance learned a lot from Brock Purdy. and be a very different player in a good way. Quarterback room, best since Montana and young. Well, I would agree with that last statement about who's going to be the starter next year. I think Brock Purdy has the edge. I think he has the edge now. I do think um, a lot of this decision is going to be based on what happens in the playoffs. Yes.
1: Uh, You know what? I feel that the regular season is over. I agree. This game is like an
0: exhibition game. Yeah. But the playoffs is a whole other season. And the stakes are so high. And, you know, the Niners are in a nine-game winning streak, and we've spent the last two months praising— everyone on this team as they deserve. But ultimately in three years, when we look back on this season, we're going to talk about what happened in the playoffs. So yeah. we'll see. D- did yeah. Kyle Shanahan do a good job this year? Depends on what he does in the playoffs. Doing a great That's job right. now. Yeah. 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 Bryant Culp says, shout out to the both of you. Mr. Cone, do you have any stories about training camp at UOP in Stockton that you would like to share?
1: Okay. Um, I went there a lot of times and I, um, I remember one time, it used to get so hot there. (coughs) After practice, I wanted to talk to Steve Young. And it was (coughs) informal. So Steve said, let's sit on the side of the gymnasium because it was in shade. And um, we were sitting there. And I said, you know, before we start, Steve, I'm really thirsty. I saw a Coke machine. I'm going to go get a Coke. May I get you one? And Steve said, "No, I'm a Mormon. We don't take, we don't drink caffeine." And I <laughs> realized, you're serious about that. I know. I how <laughs> different he was, and how fervent in his religion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he was sweating, but he <laughs> he wouldn't take
0: a Coke. So that's my story from Rockland. Look, I I don't know. I, I didn't live through the '80s, but I you know I've I've read a lot about the '80s and you know, the reputation of what was going on in the '80s. And I can only imagine from a football coach's perspective the allure of trading uh, for a Mormon quarterback in 1987. I get it. I get it. A, a left-hander. Well, yeah, that too. That too. But just, I'm sure le- <laughs> Bill was a lefty. Right. Well, yeah. That that's always a nice thing too. Yeah. But I'm just saying, the mid '80s, you probably coaches had to wonder. Which of my players are on the up and up here? Yeah, and with Steve, you probably didn't have to wonder that. So, probably he wouldn't even have a Coke. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, Kr- Christian O2 says, "What do you think about the defensive line outside of Bosa? Underrated. He's so good that he gets all the credit, but Armstead's good too. Uh, Ebukam's good too. Jordan Willis is good. T.Y. McGill. You don't even. My dad doesn't know who T.Y. McGill is. Ninety-six. Really good player." He's just established himself right now. Uh, Kevin Givens is good, but he's hurt. It's a really good D-line, but Bosa gets all the credit. And Kinlaw (laughs) Kinlaw has played well. Kinlaw's played well, too. Absolutely. Thank you. Sydney Johnson says, your thoughts (laughs) on Skip's uh, Twitter at Damar Hamlin? Okay. (coughs) I'd
1: like to... Bear with me, guys. Um, I'm going to defend Skip. Uh Little background. You're young, a lot of the people who who watch Iggy. He used to be a columnist here at San Jose Mercury News. He's an okay guy. Before he got famous. Um, (coughs) I read his tweet. The first (coughs) part was unfortunate. But then he said, essentially, you don't want to play these games. Mm -hmm. Uh, What matters is the young man's health. The game's irrelevant. The game's irrelevant. So at a moment of tragedy, people say things awkwardly. Apparently I did too. I'm willing to give Skip the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. because he did say the game is irrelevant. Um, People asking for him to be fired or whatever, what I think about that is people are so upset (laughs) about what happened to him. (laughs) They want to... Take it out on Skip. Um, I understand that. This isn't about, about not about Skip.
0: It's not about him. It's about no. the kid. Yeah. So let's not make it about Skip. Grant it's not all about year Skip. we. Ha- yeah, Jeff. Grant <laughs> all year we have underused Kyle Juice. Check one of the, our biggest Achilles' heel is our third and short gains, and Juice is perfect player for that. Man, they've been underutilizing him for five years. I don't understand it. It's the strangest thing. He's a good player, and they use him to go in motion and block. But I I agree with you. I think they should use him in those ways. Cesar says, can you give advice on moving to the Bay Area if you can? Maybe pros and cons if possible as well. Expensive. It's expensive. It's really tough. Um, Yeah, maybe get a roommate. uh, It's a tough one. But there is rent control in Oakland and Berkeley. So if you get a... Just saying. It's nice. But yeah, it's a tough one. MD 2020 says Lynch, GM of the year from Jimmy G Kinlaw versus G C CMC Purdy. He has been on point for short. Yeah. I, I I would say he's the executive of the year. Absolutely. Look at this team. Anyway. Dad, thank you so much for doing the show with me. It was great. Um, you did great. No, I didn't. I'm sorry you I did. was so bad. You did great. This was fun. Next week, I'm, I'm confident next week you'll be 100%, 110%. Lozenges today. I love you, Iggy. love you too, Dad. I'll call you in a minute. Thanks for watching, okay. everyone. I'll be back at 3 o'clock with Larry. Three. Two, that's two hours from now. Few and two.